What is up, Seymour Beer fans? I am the Seymour Beers, joined as always by my brother-in-arms, Sean, in Lesville, Quebec. Hey, For our fourth episode. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Depression and anxiety today. Yeah, this is going to be a hard one. It's going to be a tough one, I think. Eh? Yeah. 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 Um, we also have a special guest today. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Todd? I thought you were keeping on going with that. No, no, Keep no. on talking. No, we're going to keep on talking. Fuck it. Todd. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Good, good. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. I want to say uh, it takes a lot of courage to open up and, 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 you know, be vulnerable. And the fact that you're here with us and you're willing to share some stories and your life experiences with us is, is absolutely phenomenal. So we really appreciate it, man. No sweat. And I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you told me earlier, you know, like you, your uh, our podcast sort of maybe inspired you to uh, to uh, come out and help and not just sit back and spread the word and spread the word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that was uh, that was pretty special, actually. Yeah. That, that touched me. I just liked what you guys were doing. I really, I, I think it's great. I think it's you're on the cusp of it. I think it needs to be talked about. And instead of just saying that I enjoy it, I knew you needed you wanted some guests. So why not just my feet and jump right in well we we really appreciate it okay. and i hope i hope it makes today's episode a little bit a uh, little bit more real and um maybe uh, help some men feel a little bit more vulnerable or be yep. a little bit more vulnerable with opening up yep um some some scary statistics uh sean for oh, no. uh, de depression and anxiety i think yeah we literally only have one on the board right yeah, now just the one but i yep. think it's still fucking i think it's still pretty crazy yep the yeah. amount of diagnosed people every single year, 10% of the male population wow. of Canada. That's how many people go in for wow. depression and anxiety to either see a doctor, um, get prescriptions, you know, go see therapists, go see uh, psychologists, all that stuff. Yeah. That's the number that we're looking at. And I know I'm one of those numbers. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those numbers too. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I've seen so many doctors. So many psychologists, so many therapists. I've been on multiple different drugs and I don't like a single one. The last drug I was on it was I, I think it was called Deluxetine or something like that. Wow. And it killed me every time taking it. Every time I took it, it doesn't matter when I took it, if it was at night, in the morning, the next day, I felt like I was having a panic attack. The whole fucking day. Really? Yeah, to the point where I just, no, I'm done. I'd rather deal with the shit that I'm having than be on that. And they always say, like, it takes, like, four weeks to kick in or yeah. whatever. Never did. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Was that to be taken daily? Yeah, daily. Okay. I was up to 90 milligrams. So they had a 60 and a 30 pill that I was taking at the same time. You were, you were supposed to start with, uh, I think it was 30. But they jacked me right the fuck up. So they started you on a higher dose. Yeah. To me, that's irresponsible. But mm -hmm. that's only my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty fucking wild, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on a few drugs. Um, mine was uh, Wellbutrin for mm -hmm. depression. Um, yeah. That that just made me feel like a fucking robot, man. Yeah. A lot of the drugs do yeah. make you feel like that. Yeah. Just I, coasting through and just not paying attention to anything. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, I, I I wasn't comfortable on it. I had to stop taking it. I think after about five or six weeks, I was like, no, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Just couldn't fucking handle it anymore. One of the other ones was uh, amitriptyline. What the fuck is that? I have no fucking idea, but I was. Sounds exotic. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so going through depression, night terrors, and all that shit, I, I had an incident that happened out in Victoria where. Um, I saved someone's life 
uh, someone got hit by a car. They were sucked underneath the car, all that stuff. Oh, well. And it just constantly kept on replaying in my head. And, um, yeah, I, it was bad because I wouldn't sleep. And if I did sleep, it was a terror. Like, I'd wake up panicked. I'd wake up sweating. I'd wake up crying, all that stuff. I used to go see the therapist on base. I would go see the... Fuck, I even took up religion. (laughs) Really? Like, I went to go talk to the Padre and all that stuff that was on base. And, um, yeah, the only thing they could do was just... Here you go. Here's your pill. Hand me tripling. Wow. And Did that that gentleman survive? Uh, Yes. Did that female? Uh, It was a man that was sucked under. He was on a motorcycle. And it was a two-way street. And some dude was in a band coming down the street. He was high, high as balls. Ugh. And he cut off the bike, smoked the fucking bike, went into, like, my front driveway. I lived in, like, a threeplex. Went into the front driveway, sucked the dude underneath, and the woman was shot from the bike onto my front lawn. Jesus. I never ran downstairs as, as fast as anyone. I don't even think I touched a stair. I went from, like, landing to landing to landing at the fucking front door. And as I got out there, I saw some dude underneath the van, chick laying on the ground. She was unconscious, but this guy was still conscious, like screaming. And uh, I think the first two people on scene were me and another dude, but he was pretty fucking tiny. So we tried getting underneath the van to see if there was any way for him to move out. And uh, there was no way, so stupid us. We grabbed the back rear and started lifting it up. And you know how that mother instinct about picking up a fucking car off for a baby and all that shit? Yeah. It happened. And somebody showed up and pulled him out. Wow. So whenever he got pulled out, they started going on him. And the girl was up over on the side. And the only thing that I can do is, fuck it, we got to wait for paramedics and all that stuff. I ran over. I put both my knees, you know, because neck injuries. Yeah. Both her knees beside her head and clamped them shut so that she doesn't wake up and move and all that stuff. Yeah. She never woke up. Yeah, so paramedics got there. We gave all the description on what happened, and uh, yeah, cop showed up. And buddy who was driving the van was sitting there giggling in the corner. What a piece! High as fuck. Holy! So instant trauma for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what led to all this. I was on that drug for like two, three years, and just zoning out all the time. Yeah, that's that's tough. So you're the zombie. Yeah. Okay. The zombie effect. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, I mean, that's right there one of the causes of depression, right? Yeah. Like, fucking, you know, yeah, major, li- major yeah. life incidents, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's that's fucking wild, bro. Holy shit. Um, I mean, there's many other causes of depression and anxiety, right? Okay. Finances. Finances is a huge one. That's, that's. I think that's number one. Yeah. In, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Especially with everything going up. Yeah. Well, that's the name of our game in yeah. life, right? Is survive and surviving is finance. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got to make more money. You got to find more side hustles, like fucking 10 different jobs for one person. You're so right. Like especially, in, yeah. especially in today's economic like, climate. Single Fuck. parent, man. As like, we speak in milk's yeah. nine, nine yeah. months for milk. Yeah. Fucking and crazy. The rent, the rent yeah. going up. Your rent's going up. Your mortgage is going up and all that shit. Yeah. Like, I know somebody who's already looking for an apartment. And the majority of the apartments that this person seen was like close to twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. So See, like I, a one bedroom, yeah. a one bedroom. We just bought two years ago. We got in at a remarkable less than two percent interest rates, but it's five years, right? Yeah. And I'm 
so nervous by 2026 if it hasn't regulated yeah. what that punch in the mouth is going to feel like the day I wake up and the interest rates readjusted. Ours was at 0.9. Oh, it, can, uh, it, it may be devastating, years. so I'm just trying to wiggle my way to try a higher throws, salary. Try and, try and throw so much money down as much as you can. Well, he has to get, I haven't been able to on the principal yet, but that's yeah. the goal. Yeah, yeah. hit the principal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think finances are. Yeah, that that fucking hits hard, man. I've been yeah. there. I've had to work two jobs before to fucking put food on the table for yep. the kids while paying fucking thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars in rent. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. That's uh, that and that fucking leads to depression, man. Like I was, I was depressed and disconnected for a long time because of that, man. Uh-huh. You know, I fucking get up at five thirty six in the morning, go to work, work from seven to four, seven to five, and then I'd go fucking deliver pizzas until eleven thirty at night, and then I'd go home and I'd fucking you know. Try and unwind and then get five or four or five hours of sleep and then go out again and the next day and do the same thing, right? Yeah, a lot of us were raised that way, though. Yeah. Because we saw our dads do it and all that yeah. shit. I watched my father. The, yeah. the thing I always think back to is, and I, I joke with my friends, is I watched my father wear the same shirt on the weekend for 25 years. Never mm-hmm. bought himself any clothes, but yep. me and my sisters were in Nikes the whole way. Yeah. Just, like, sacrifice. Like, same with yeah. my dad. So yeah. now yeah. I find same. myself, like, I have, I think, three pairs of pants. One yeah. of them's jeans that yeah. I go to the office in. Yeah. Uh, and I ref- I just, like, won't buy clothes. I don't think I'm, like, maybe it's subconscious. I don't even think I'm, like, allowed to buy clothes because things are still, we're good. Me yeah. and my wife are good, but I'm still go doing side jobs. Like, yeah. we have a household income that's perfectly <clears throat> acceptable in our life right now. But with where the climate is, I'm still having to put up an ad and paint rooms and paint houses on the weekend just to just to feel comfortable and have the pin money. To make right? sure that you it's have, just that pin, have that pin, have that pin money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's finances as well. And so I can only imagine that being said. Uh, what about the folks who don't have a relatively acceptable like, and, and that's a lot of people that we're talking about. Yeah. So how are they doing it? And I've heard from a few friends and and friends of my wife. Um, one young lady in particular, uh, just struggling. Like, do I feed the kid or do I keep the lights on? Like, why are people having to make this choice? And this is an individual who's working. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's a kind of a whole other conversation. And how, how are you supposed to work two jobs if you're a single parent with like, well, you, know, you have like, kids. Yeah. Yeah. So you have kids and like who suffers there, right? Who suffers? Yeah, but one of the biggest things that I see too is it's, it's not just two, two jobs where it's like minimum wage or anything no. like that. It's, it's government workers that like, couple of years ago you would see them and they'd be flourishing yeah in the money like they, they'd be yeah. comfortable as hell but now those people yeah are now the ones struggling to do everything like what bill to pay and as you were saying like feed the kid or keep the lights on well why do you have to be see when i was growing up my father said you go to work for 40 hours a week you're going to be just fine you just keep working hard and yeah. things and you'll be okay if as long as you have always that money coming in, well, it's not the case anymore. No, right? it's not. And no. even my father, who's hard-boned old school, he he talks to me sometimes. He's like, I don't know how any of your generations doing it mm-hmm. because people who are working those forty hours and doing what you're supposed to do yeah. still can't get a boat. Like, and these are people who don't have because you could argue that people have you know, vices and stuff, and they're irresponsible with their. But even people that are fully irresponsible uh, with their money yeah. are still struggling. Yeah. So yeah. like, that's wild. So. I, I, I hats off and I think that's why you see numbers like a million a year yeah yeah right so yeah that's really crazy man and that's a male based uh, stat yeah that's the male specifically based stat. Wow. just specifically just males and what do we have 30 what are we 38 we're at million? 38 so yeah man that numbers that's numbers wild when you really break that down yeah but it's like there's one 
1 million each year diagnosed, but 10% of those are men. Mm -hmm. So that speak to like a lot of men are going undiagnosed and just yeah. fucking putting up with it, right? They say uh, three, uh, three out of four. Three out of four men do not get diagnosed, do not go see the doctor, do not go anything. They just push through. Yeah, they just push right through it and all that stuff. And that's that's why you see a lot of guys, a lot of guys crumble. Yeah. And it's, it's burning out. fucking, it's yeah, hard to see that. Out. Yeah, major yeah. burnout. You can only keep everything. that demon from the door so long. And the yeah. thing is, before all this COVID shit and before all the markups and everything like that, like we saw our friends burning out and you're like, fuck, like how can you help all that shit? But now during all this stuff, you can't help because you're trying to help yourself. Yeah. You're in the same struggle as they are. <clears throat> yeah. Back I think, then, I right? think that's, that's, that's very well said, man. Yeah. It's like, how are you supposed to help somebody when you can hardly help <clears throat> yourself, you know? Yeah. Like I got no problem giving my last my last fucking dollar to whoever. I'll take my shirt off for anyone. Yeah, and got no I mean, problem with that. Th this is a men's mental health podcast, so like you know, I, I think depression and anxiety can come from just having to keep it in. Like maybe a lot of men don't feel supported by their partner and stuff, right? And, yeah. and what they're going through, and they just they just shut down and, and well, fucking you know. There's so many variables involved. So if you have one individual who's suffering from depression, well, what are the variables around him? Does yeah. he have a supportive person? Yeah. I f I'm fortunate to have one. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, seems like Sean and yourself, uh, yeah. you seem to have. So add that to the pile. Yeah. Now you have an, and some people are alone. Yeah. yeah. Imagine I can't imagine the people. That are in alone, who are either you know single, living on their own. That's even worse economically. Yep. Absolutely. And then you then have no one to even talk to. So then you end up this alone. So it's a, a spiral effect of variables, uh, stemming from you know fi just finances alone. Yeah. You haven't. We haven't even touched like you know. All yeah. Of a sudden, there's, I, I mean, see, I see death on the board. Death. It's like you wake up and you've lost your your mother or your well, uh, you've. Both lost your father. Yeah, I lost my father, man. So I, I, my father and my mother. Uh, the sad part about my mom, well, my stepmother, but I consider her my mom. Um, my dad actually woke up to her dead on the side of the bed. Ah, she had she had a heart attack while he was asleep. It's heavy. So that's from what what we understand, what she did was it was a work day, so she got up. And she went to go turn off the alarm clock, and the coroner thinks that she had the uh, she had a heart attack right then and there. And Oof. then the way that she was positioned was she was trying to wake up my dad on the side of the bed, but she collapsed, and my dad woke up to her sitting beside her, beside. Him. I got fucking chills, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know. I'm sorry is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, uh, obviously, um, I doubt. That's my biggest fear in life. Yeah. I'm I'm very fortunate. Knock on wood. I have both my folks. Yeah. But I often think about it. The older you get, the more you think about mortality, right? Mortality yeah. is like the most unspoken thing. I think all humans are basically scared shitless. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all think about it. We don't talk about it because yeah. if you talk about it, it's real. Yeah. But um, easily my biggest fear, man. I think about it sometimes, and I can go down like this little rabbit hole. Like I don't want to. I dread the day. Yeah. And it's going to happen. It's nature. But knock on wood, I, I'm sorry to hear about you guys' experiences. But mm. yeah, I, I can only imagine. I could, I can, I don't know. That's oh. wild. Yeah, so. I, I remember. I I got the phone call. I was with um, the mom of my twins at the time. The twins weren't born, but um, it was like I don't know, probably like maybe like two thirty in the morning or something. And my dad had dropped me off the 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 previous evening at a at a party. And last thing I said to my dad was, "I love him, and I'll see him later." But I ended up 
going to sleep at my girlfriend's house that night um, at the time. And um, yeah, the, I remember like I was kind of like half in and out of a dream. Like, you know, I'd kind of been drinking, like wasn't excessive drinking, but kind of like in and out of a dream sort of thing. And then I could hear like the phone ringing. And um, I remember at the time her dad picked up the phone and was, was screaming for me. Uh, to come down and when I asked what's wrong and he said I think there's something wrong with with Jason's dad and when I picked up the phone it was my brother on the other end and he said um, I don't know I'll never forget man he was just like Jay you have to come home dad's gone oh and I said I said like I'm like what John like what are you like what are you saying what do you mean dad's gone like where did he go and he's like no Jay dad's gone dad's dead and um, speechless man yeah I, I, I hung up the phone and I, I looked at at my girlfriend at the time and and she said like what's wrong what's happening and i just looked at her and the literally like like absolute it'll never fucking i'll never forget it i said i looked at her and i said superman just died and i need to go and i got in the fucking car and i drove back to my mom's place and and yeah man they were taking my dad away in the ambulance my mom found him in the chair watching tv at you know two o'clock in the morning just uh, cardiac passed away. yeah 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 did you i got a question for you did yeah. you go into robot mode yeah, I went like right away, and and I think that's that's the biggest that was the biggest trigger. Eventually, a few years down the road, many years down the road, for for a lot of my anxiety and and depression was because I was robot mode because I needed to be there for everybody. Yeah, I needed to be there for my brother. I needed to be there for my mom. I I went to the hospital like uh, not long after the ambulance left. I went to go pick up my dad's belongings because yeah. they they took him away with everything. <coughs> And I remember asking to see the body, man, and I'll never, I'll never forget. And at the same time, like, I, I regret it. I didn't, I didn't want to see that. I, Not I, like that. I remember getting the phone call from my dad and, you know, Superman. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. Strongest person. Yeah. Breaking down crying. I didn't even understand what he was saying. Yeah. I told him like, okay, it's like 6 a.m. Like, give me a call back. Yeah. And then he called me back in like two minutes. And then he, the only thing he said is Michelle's dead. And then all I said, where are you? I'm at home. Okay, on my way. Yeah. And then robot mode kicked in. Yeah. So I had to put my daughter on the bus, which was super hard because I think she was like seven, seven years old. Well, so you got to play face. Yeah. So yeah. she knew, and I thought I was doing a great job yeah. at hiding it all. And me and my ex just broke up at that point. And I remember calling her saying, I need you to come and pick me up. She was going into work. Mm. And she knew my family. Michelle loved her, all that stuff. And she showed up and she was like, what's wrong? And I told her, I said, Michelle's dead. I said, I need you to drive me to dad's. I said, I cannot drive. Mm. So drove me there. And the same thing, like the body was upstairs. <clears throat> my dad had to go upstairs and get his pills. And because my dad and I, we were both in the military, same mindset, all that shit. I brought him upstairs and he just looked at me and said, you don't want to see it. I said, get the fuck in the room. Go get your pills. And mm. I walked in with him and all that stuff and just seeing her on the ground. Yeah. It's ingrained. Yeah. It's ingrained. Did yeah. You, <clears throat> did you do that consciously? Did you need to see it? Yes, I did. Because some people do. Yeah. Because like, they need to actually see that that person's passed. Slightly related. Real quick. My, we were talking about open... We got talking about open caskets mm -hmm. with my wife the other day. And... My grandfather passed, uh, and they had an open casket, and it didn't look anything like him. And I remember, like, kind of, I was a, like a teenager, and I went to my mother, like, I'm gonna close the fucking casket. 
Yeah. It's not, I don't want to. It's not him. That's not even him. <clears throat> so I, that's why I asked because my wife's like, oh no, I need to. Yeah. She needs that at all times. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's I was closure. wondering if you did it subconsciously or consciously or, yeah. I think it's, um like for, for me, I think it was more like an age thing. I, I was, I was 21 or 22 at the time. And yeah. I, I think for me, it was like a lack of understanding of death. Yeah. I mean, you had a, you know, a few friends pass away, like growing up and stuff like that. But for me, like a loved one, yeah. it was a lack of understanding what, what actually was happening. And I think seeing it, like, I just, uh, I think it was subconscious. Like I just needed to see it just to understand it and, and really like be like, wow, man, my dad, like the person who I've shared fucking countless stories with like Friday nights, drinking at home with him, like having a, a drink and, and stuff instead of going out mm-hmm. and paying, partying with friends. Like we were really close, man. And, um, yeah, I just, I just didn't understand what was happening. Like, it didn't make sense in my head, man. I, yeah. I was, I was fucked, man. <laughs> like it's, really it's fucked. Fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I'll never, never fucking forget that man. Superman is dead. That was my quote. Like, that was what I said. Cause yeah. to me, that was the strongest person in the world, man. Well, it's, you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a male. It, you're a, it's your father. Yeah. yeah, that's your that's your guy. That's why I'm I, like, hats off to you guys. I'm sorry to hear about that, but uh, yeah, that's why I dread the day, man. That's he's my that's my guy. Yeah, it's gonna be hard, but and we've been through a lot, right? Like yeah. I, I put that guy through the fucking turnstiles yeah. from like 16 to 22, oh, acting yeah. a fool and just being a banana. But we, I came full circle, and he he actually told me one day he's like, you know, I hated you at one point. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like I remember one night specifically, I was walking down the road with a head full of whatever and uh four in the morning he's getting on bus one of four to go to the south end of ottawa from elmer to work wow. his his job and i'm Holy coming shit. in high as a kite yeah. and I, I that was actually a pivotal moment for me uh when i because i was quite high and i looked at him and i i had this realization like you're doing shit wrong man like it's four in the morning your dad's going to work you're coming home ripped and yeah. you're 20 grow up yeah. like that was a big anyway so nonetheless not to go on a tangent but i dread the day man that, that i'm sorry guys that's that, that's your guy your dad's yeah. your guy yeah. yeah definitely my guy yeah that was hard man wow um relationships yeah relationships are hard nowadays man <clears throat> yep like they're they they can be extremely hard um i i i think i'm a a, a belief of like I don't think relationship relationships need to always be as hard as some people make them out to be. No. Um, but I think we get wrapped up in, in life and everything that's happening around us. And I think it really takes a toll on a relationship, man. And, and I think it does make relationships harder than they need to be. Yeah. You know? Um, Depression-wise? Yeah. Being yeah. depressed in a relationship? Absolutely, man. It definitely strains uh, because the other person's not always equipped to handle you being in that yeah. place and it's not always their fault or they're just not familiar with in that place well that's yeah. it they, yeah. they may not see the signs because yeah. sometimes the signs are quiet man yeah or uh, what did you say a robin robin williams effect well the robin williams i call it the robin williams effect but yeah. like there's numerous guys here yeah. where the 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 they're the they're the laugh of the room they're the yeah. they're the room they yeah. they take over rooms they're funny they're outgoing we know these are some of the saddest dudes yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like personally, I was always kind of the, not the clown, but I've always been kind of the loud guy in the room. Yeah. And people are like, Todd's, you know, Todd's funny, man. Todd's, but you know, 
sometimes I was I go home after some of them parties. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not that happy though. No. I just put yeah. on face because it's my comfort zone and it makes me feel like everything's okay. And if people are laughing, then I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I I always got to make feel better, even though <clears throat> I feel like shit. Yeah. 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 yeah like, same. For same. some for some reason, it's it's like a drug that does get you high that makes you feel better about you being shitty inside. Yeah. Yeah. So and you're doing everything to make sure people don't know you're shitty. Yeah, because you don't want them to know. Exactly, you're already tripping out. You don't want the questions. You don't want fucking. Well, you don't want to open up. Give you a hug. Judgment, like judgment, is the biggest fucking thing that we face. Because even though you're having a shitty day, you you just don't want to be that person. Yeah, like that person. Judgment's a big piece of what you guys are trying to conquer and smash. Yeah, which is what I admire the most. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'm I think, guilty of it. I think for me, like, and and I keep bringing it up, and I and I will. Like, I was in a abusive relationship the last year, man. Yeah. Like narcissistic fucking abuse, like gaslighting. Like, you know, my partner even fucking had me like ready to book an appointment to go see like a fucking doctor to talk about like uh, the fact that I wasn't remembering shit. But it was it was it was her like she just kept pumping on this thing like no no you never said that like what, yeah. are, you, what are you talking about and I'd yeah. be like yeah I did I just said that no 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 you never said that and I'm like yeah I just said it like two minutes ago what are you talking about nope you never said that and I'm just like holy fuck I'm 41 and my fucking losing my fucking mind you know yeah. got you questioning yourself sorry about the phone ring yeah guys. sorry about the phone ring there guys. We had a, another guest on the show. It's funny, about five minutes ago, I'm like, put your phone on silent. I don't want to be that guy. I just put it yeah. on silent. <laughs> yeah. Smart All right. But yeah, so for me, like, that was a, that was a huge cause for, for depression in the last year. And, yeah. and like, you know, I'll, I'll jump into something quickly. We'll come back to it after. But like the signs, like, you know, signs of depression. Like for me, I was, I was so disconnected. Yeah. all I wanted to do was be alone and, and my partner didn't understand that because you know she was she was the abuser and to her it wasn't normal like I should have just been fucking taking it like a man like she would so put it you know Yeah. and that to me was just like that was just fucking ripper man I what's what's tough there for you is there's a, a real stigma with a woman being say yeah. a narcissist or like you're Guys will look at you and be like, "What? How, yeah. how, why is a woman can, like bothering you that?" But like, man, uh, like it's so. How can you be abused by a woman? Like, yeah. You're, yeah. The, you're the man, and it's yeah. like, no, no, some of these women are nuts. Like, no, absolutely. They're, they're, you know what I mean? And 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 I, often they get off the hook a bit because you're supposed to be the man. Yep. I don't know. It's yep. it's an interesting dynamic. So. Yep. I think women are like narcissists. Like men are very open narcissists. Like men are like very like. I think everyone. Yeah. I think human nature includes narcissism. It's what level. You're yeah. At. Yeah. I think we're all a little narcissistic. Yeah. Which, abso- which, no, absolutely. Which translates. I, I agree with that. Which translates to me as we're all. The biggest problem for humans, I find, is we're all very. We all have a bit of selfishness. Yeah. It's a. Uh, but I think that's carnal, because we used to, you know, like you used to go out and uh, sometimes you just get eaten by an animal, like survival. Yeah. We come from a cave there, so we're all a little selfish and we're always looking out for ourselves but there's levels to this shit absolutely and i've met and been i've had issues with narcissists in my surrounding relationship um and i didn't know much about it until i experienced it and narcissism is a motherfucker yeah man it's a very gross toxic trait for a person to have and it's awful like yeah and it's abusive. So. That can bury someone and fucking just change their whole outlook on their next relationship if they get out of that. 
Yeah, and you can't see past that no. relationship, though. Because no. love's a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, I went into my current relationship with, like, all the fucking red flags up. Absolutely everything. If she tripped over one of the flags that I went through, no. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, so... That's fair. I think everybody knows on the podcast now, but, like, I'm I'm sort of seeing somebody, right? Yeah. But I think coming back from Australia and, and, and going through that relationship and then being open and honest and vulnerable with myself and everything like that actually helped me um, move on to that next relationship and mm-hmm. realize what I was looking for. And yep. um, I think a lot of people might have judgment um, about, about me rushing into something so soon. I mean, fuck, it's, like, it's only been, like, a month. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I was being abused, but it doesn't mean that I need to be like healed from that. I, I know who I am. Yeah. I've, I've never lost sight of that. As we already talked, like you yeah. have to heal yourself in order to move on. Yeah. Because if you go into a relationship broken, yeah, it's never gonna work. Well, I I don't always agree with that. Like I think like I think two people can go into a broken relationship. Like not a broken relationship, sorry, but I think two broken people can enter a relationship understanding each other and what they've been through and help each other uh, help each other heal as they grow and they grow together and and they form that sort of bond having both experienced fucking shitty ass relationships you know what i mean that might not always be true for everybody no it's definitely you know if it works if it works for you a hundred percent yeah yeah, I've I've felt that's the thing about experience, right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. But I know all I know is lately I've been fucking happier than I've ever yeah, been and, I noticed. and it's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I have somebody, you know, she she actually told me the other day that she was fucking proud of me, you know. She never she's not asking me to put my dreams and my goals on hold to be with her. She's actually like integrating herself and I'm integrating myself in her life and, and vice versa and She's actually proud of this podcast and, and, and stuff, and she supports us, man. So it's, epic. it's something that we don't hear often. No, we don't. I'm, I'm like proud you. of you. Hear that. I'm here. proud of you. I, I, I love, I like hearing that. Yeah. Uh, I don't often hear it. I don't know if I hear it often. Uh, but like my partner, my partner's not necessarily, it's kind of a top. It's funny. It's a topic that's kind of come up in my house lately. Um, she was kind of like, you know, what can I do? She asked me the other day, what what can I do to be a better wife? And I'm like, I just want to know that I'm doing good. And and mm. I hated saying it because it's like, I don't want to be like, I need pats on the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. but I grew up with a mother who was like always like positive and like. Yeah. So I had a dad who was kind of a hard guy, and then I had my mom who was like jelly. Yeah. So because she was the female in my life, I I naturally have that like, yeah, just tell me I'm doing all right, so yeah. that I, I I'll keep doing it, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it no matter what. But it's nice if you, yeah. So that's funny you say that, but no, that, that's uh, but you know what? I have to reciprocate that, of course. So it's it's give and take, man. Every relationship has its hiccups. Uh, I think if you have zero hiccups, there's like something wrong. Funny enough. If it's too like sometimes, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> sometimes if it's too too if, good, like when I see a couple that's always happy, it trips me the fuck out. I'm yeah. like, there's something wrong there, because yeah. like you need there has to if there's no friction, to me there's not enough caring. I don't. It's it's hard to explain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when I see these people that are like always unhappy, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, you guys fight? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think two people can just genuinely be happy. Well, I think yeah, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you might be right in most sense, like in most cases, but I. I do think that love. Some people find that one person that it's, and it's more just power that to you. fucking yeah. simple. Like as I said before, me and Kayla, we've we've never really fought. Yeah, before. 
We've had a, a few little disagreements yeah. and all that stuff, but like never Being really like fought. sleeping on the couch and going to bed mad and shit, right? I think I did that once in our relationship, and I think I forget what it was about. Yeah. She probably knows. Oh, right I'm there, sure if we asked yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we won't do but that. yeah, we, we've never actually gotten into a fight fight. No. Is this table wood? No. Okay. Well, I'll knock on something. No. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, my, me and my wife joke about how we don't we don't actually fight often and i think people we, we've agreed that people look at us and go hey they, they look like todd and Joe i want to ask you something Joe and, but we do have like we'll have like one a year but it's like fucking epic oh yeah and like we it's one of those we oh, get, okay yeah, yeah, yeah we get we let it all out because yeah. yeah. i'm bottling she's bottling yeah. but we joke about it we go fuck we ever make a count when it goes like yeah. the neighbors heard it exactly yeah. but we always come out stronger i at least in my opinion I, i'm hoping she would i'm agree. hoping she's thinking the she's same. definitely gonna listen to yeah. this so i hope she, at this point she looks at me on the couch and goes yeah yeah i agree yeah but um, yeah, we, we make a count. But yeah, yeah. I, I, but I want to ask though, like, so I, I think I think one of the biggest problems in relationships that that are fight starters is is like lack of communication. Okay, and you nailed it on the head. So and it's always from me, because I have an issue communicating. So, but she's open to you, right? She expresses her feelings. She tells uh, you if something's my wife her. says what she means and means what she says. Yeah. She's uh, yeah. I envy it. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll, uh, she knows I envy it because she's. My wife's a real one. You ever like you know the term a real one? Yeah, my wife, absolutely. My wife is the realist, uh, and I envy it because I will bottle and bottle and things that'll bug me about her. I don't bring it up. I just, I just, and these are little things. Yeah. These are not detrimental things. Yeah. But I should be able to be like, yeah, it kind of bugs me, but yeah. I don't because I'll. The problem with me is um, I avoid conflict at all cost in life okay. because I don't do well with conflict. Uh, because I go zero to a hundred. Okay. Um, and that's probably, I want to preface this again. We were talking earlier. My father is a phenomenal individual. I love him with all my heart. You couldn't fill his boots if you tried, but he left, uh, he was, he didn't do conflict when we were, when we were kids, he'd tell us all like enough's enough. Like he just put an end to it. Yeah. He didn't want to hear conflict. Yeah. He wanted everything to roll tight and you know, you're all going to live, let it go. It's fine. Nothing's going to... Don't worry about that person. Or if we had trouble with someone at school, it's like, don't worry about them. That's what you get, right? You, you do you. Yeah. And he meant well by it. And that's what his father taught him. So it's to no blame. But I now, as an adult, I I avoid conflict at all times because I can pop right off. I get, So I was going to say earlier, you you chose, I think, what... Uh, so, um, was it disconnection or so, solitude, you were saying, is a big thing for you? Or yeah. silence? Yeah. yeah, disconnection. 100% mine's yeah. anger. Like I should struggle with anger issues. It yeah. can get it gets hairy within myself, but then I project it on others. Mm. So um, it's super. I that's my biggest problem in life. When I'm feeling depressed or I'm not feeling good, yeah, I'm a dickhead. Like I project it on others, and that causes me trouble with the wife. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, understandably, but I mean, that's how. I, I can mean, definitely relate to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my last relationship, I I was getting angry at the end, man, because yeah. like. It's like, what are you not understanding? Like, I'm just trying to tell you how I feel, and it's it's being used as a fucking weapon against me, man. Yeah. It's like, I'm just yeah, telling so you, you have the know, opposite issue, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, but then I would get angry, and then I get fucking accused of my reaction. It's like, fuck, yeah. no wonder I'm angry, because you're not listening to me. You're, 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 you're just hearing what I'm saying, and then you're giving me shit for it. Like, fucking, just want someone to listen to me, yeah. you know? Well, it sounds like you're off to a good start with this one, so. Yeah. Oh, More power you to you, man. Yeah. So Good. shout out to Erica for that. <laughs> yeah. Major life changes? 
Ah, that was kind of plays in with loss. I think loss and death. Yeah, illness. That plays that plays with everything. Well, illness. Same with illness. That plays into that, but. Yeah. Well, Sean, you'd, you'd be the biggest advocate for illness, right? With yeah. Dealing with all your uh, medical stuff. So, yeah. every time I've had a heart attack, every uh, that's four times, uh, I've had a stroke and mentally just fucking downhill in the dumps because You I, buy lottery? Hmm? You buy lottery? I do, and I don't fucking win. Well, just ever. don't, don't, listen. Jesus. You, you're, you got four heart attacks and a stroke on yep. your belt. Please don't stop yep. buying lottery. It's bound to hit. Um, every, every time I've had it, like, every time I've had one, massive depression. Yeah. Massive everything. I'm fucking, there's times that I'm laying in bed just crying. I'll fucking go take a shower so that no one can hear me or see me. And Does I'll it be, stem I'll, from fear? Uh, it's fear. It's leaving my kids, leaving fucking everything behind. All that stuff. I, yeah. I've accepted death. So part of my part of my depression that I had before, and um, I don't know if I should be saying this, but um, I wasn't taking any of my pills. I wasn't taking anything. I wasn't trying to help myself. But that that was that was part of my thing that I explained to the doctor whenever I was going through my depression. Whenever I started getting help. And he turned around and said, yeah, it's basically you're non-suicidal. Well, you're suicidal, but you're not inflicting any injuries upon yourself. Like, you're not cutting your wrist, you're not hanging yourself, so on and so forth. You're, you're just trying to die out exactly how you're going to die out because you know what's going to happen regardless, right? So, that was one of my biggest problems was I didn't do anything to stop it. And this is exactly what happened with my last heart attack. I was in So this pills. medication you speak of was the medication to help you yes. get better from your heart attack. Yeah. Okay, understood. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, man. So you were subconsciously, yeah. Subconsciously killing myself. Yeah, that's wild. Wow, man. And the thing is that, like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the death part. I'm okay with dying. That's big. If you've overcome that, good for you. I'm not okay, and as I told you guys before, uh, the story and all that shit, like, calling my wife in the car, like, I love you so much, please tell my kids I love them. Because yeah, I had a wow. bad feeling, like a super bad feeling. Wow. And it fucking, it gets, it gets my heart every single time that I think about that specific time, or other specific times. You're not supposed to have to do that at your age. That's, no. <clears throat> it's high impact no. stuff at your age. Uh, and this has been happening to me since I was 29. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 un, it's really medically unfortunate because yeah. you're way too young for any of this. That's wild. Yeah. When I when I got back from Australia, I came and saw you at the hospital. Yeah. And Immediately. <laughs> yeah, but like when I left, man, I was just like, "Holy fuck, man!" Like I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could have been that strong, man. I. I think I, I got in the car and I like pretty much started crying like right away because I was I, like, man, like this is like a person who's super close to me, man, who's always been there for me and like, fuck, man, I was, I was torn, bro. I was I, torn. I didn't tell anyone. Whenever something happens to me, I usually never tell a single soul until like later on or they heard it through the grapevine from like my family members or some of my close friends. Yeah. Um... But the greatest support network that I have for me to be able to do that, like my neighbor was absolutely phenomenal. Like he would come over, he would make sure I was doing good, come over, chill with me. He would fucking anything that I needed help with. He drove my kids to school. 
Wow. And I'll watch it, like, because I was I was the driver of the kids. And um, I got another buddy as well. He's uh, He's got a plow truck. He would come over every single time, plow my fucking driveway, all that shit, because he knows that if he catches me outside with a fucking shovel or anything, he kicked my yeah. fucking ass. So, yeah. All those guys make it good, and, like, constantly you need anything all that stuff even even fucking you constantly being here like you you were here like at least three four times in one fucking week yeah man huh. i'm fuck i wanted to make sure you were all right man fuck you needed anything i fucking told you i go get groceries for you yep. whatever you guys fucking needed man i was i was there man y'all didn't bring me chicken no, I didn't bring you the Popeyes. That is a bitch. Not good for your heart. In reality, this is the first time I've seen you in a long time. I saw you at a hockey game a couple yeah. years ago, but let it be known, if you fucking need anything, yeah. add me to your list, okay? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Anytime, any day, midnight, please. Same here. I'll let, let it be known. Same here. Fuck. And I think, like, just having that support system, right, doesn't leave you in the dark, like, whether or not you're being, like, a good husband, you know, yeah. not shoveling the driveway, not, you know, like, fuck, man, all those things just... Yeah. And if you're busy, on. I'll make my wife come up here and shovel your fucking snow. Nice. I don't care. Nice. She'll do it. She's going she's gonna to hear this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She'll be like, yeah, I'll go shovel for sure. She knows. She'll get a puppy. She's a real one. She'll remember? get a puppy. We'll give her a puppy. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think, like, I mean, as a man, like, we go through a lot of this shit. We go through, like, a lot of it just fucking alone, man. Like, just not having people to talk to and stuff. We're afraid. And, yeah. I think well, we said it earlier, judgment. Well, the, the worst part is some people have people all around them willing to help, but they never say a word. No. Yeah. And if they just say a word, they'd have the help. Yeah. But that's the irony is they don't say anything. Even if they have a supporting cast, that would be phenomenal. We don't want to be burdened on people, I think. <clears throat> that's, you nailed it. You know? You feel like you're going to be a problem or a burden, right? Yeah. That's, you couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that was always my biggest thing, like why I didn't want to open up and talk about it because I just didn't want to be a burden. Yeah. And I shut down my dad's death for fucking many years man oh, fuck. you know that, that and is, and yeah. it, it's been it came out uh, you know a few years back like you know after my the mother of my youngest left me man like that's when everything just fucking hit me like absolute fucking failure <laughs> you know absolute fucking failure i just felt so fucking broken you know dealing with past emotions of my dad's death and failing in a marriage and and stuff and i think that just fucking like yeah. you know i don't know i i think if i if I wasn't as open as I was when it all happened and, and did my stuff, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd be sitting here today. I gotta yeah. tell you. I, I, I really don't know if I'd be sitting here today. It'd yeah, be fucking as, different. As I said, if I didn't have my kids, I, yeah. I don't know if I would be either. Yeah. Yeah, it's been... And we've lost a lot of good fucking friends to a lot of that because it's <clears> out <throat> in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We even mentioned it earlier, like, depends on your on your character right like you, you get a phone call from somebody and you know they're usually like the the joker happy guy having fun shit and you know they their cries for help are sometimes just mass by well, and you mass don't by, by you that, don't catch you know? it you don't yeah. catch it you like know, you're you just, not even thinking about catching it you just it's just it's not even your fault yeah, yeah. and then sadly you got to deal with the fact after they take their life that you shit i should have you you start blaming yourself right yeah, yeah. I yeah. should have known. I should have caught this. I haven't this. had to luckily do that kind of first person, but I can imagine. I know some guys surrounding other guys that have lost, taken their life. Where I'm like, man, I, I they're probably just blaming themselves. Like, it's it's brutal. Yeah, 
that's fucking that's that's really tough man we have lost a few people over the years huh yeah fuck man this is a tough podcast man this is this is a lot of fucking emotions man holy fuck I wasn't expecting that well I think I was kind of expecting it but so like for me I think I said it earlier but like for you guys like what's your like when you're you're depressed and or you're I mean, what's what's your what are your signs? Anger, for sure. Like I said, um, I only I, I, I got to be honest. I've only been I've never been to a place where I'm planning a maneuver or I'm thinking of suicide. I've been low. I'm more prone to understand the anxiety side of things. I've recent more recently had to deal with anxiety uh, catching up to me. I think in hindsight now, when I look back, I've realized oh, you've always been an anxious dude. I just, it never manifested into what's known as like a panic attack. Yeah. And when that occurred, uh, it was the second part of my life where I was like, oh, this is so real. Uh, the first part being, and we talked about it earlier, I won't go too far into it, but a very close family member of mine who had everything and the picket fence and the finances and the lot, like just textbook human dominating and, 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 um, not uh, what's the opposite of failing? I'm I'm lost successful. for words. Successful in yeah. life, a hundred percent, went to zero and was planning her suicide. And Shit. I was telling Jason, I grew up super ignorant. I'll, I'll admit it. I was super ignorant to mental health. Yeah. Because it wasn't as you guys are doing now. It wasn't talked about much. Yeah. Another reason why I admire what you're doing. Um, but to see uh, that person uh, go to zero. And plan out suicide, and I, 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 I changed from this kid who was like, "Oh, there's a bunch of bunch of pussies." Like, what are you being, what are you being a man? Like, what yeah. are you being a pussy about? Yeah. Just fucking do it. Just go yeah. to work. What are you crying about? Or like, like those stereotypical fucking judgments to like, "Oh shit, this is real." For her, it was literally a chemical issue yeah. within the brain, so it was a something you couldn't avoid. Yeah, uh, a last lack of serotonin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just being produced by the body. So just science, really. Uh, but when I, I personally, um, two, about a year, a year and a half ago, I started experiencing, I uh, came home from a friend's cottage. Everything was, life was normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sitting there watching Sen's game that Sunday evening. And I would just started feeling flush. And uh, I was sweating. My Both my palms started. And I looked at my wife, I'm like, geez, man, like, I don't feel great. I went outside, it was winter, put a little snow on my face. I'm like, what? I had smoked a joint or whatever, but like, I'd been smoking dope for 20 years. Like, I'm like, dude, what? Is this shit laced? I bought it from the government. What's in this? Um, But, and then I got to the point where I went inside and looked at her in the eye. I said, you call me a bus? And what I mean by bus is an ambulance. That's what I call it. But she goes, oh, shit. So she called me one and they barely made it to me. I was in full panic mode. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to, and I was like yelling at these people, like, get me hooked up something. I'm going down. It's like, yeah. I, I never experienced this. It was yeah. the most terrifying thing. Yeah. They, well, they hooked me up, eh? And then when they're there, you feel a little more comfortable because someone who can save my life, if I have yeah. this heart attack, I think I'm it's having, right here. is yeah. here. It's like, right. oh, you feel a little better? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're. Your oxygen's great and your heart's great. And they do the ECG. And the, they do the ECG yeah. right in the back of the bus. He's looking at it. Your heart's great. Everything. Go, what the fuck just happened then? I'm looking at them like. So anyway, I go back in the house and they had expressed that 
this is similar to a panic attack. So mm. I start researching. I do my due diligence. What just happened to me? 20 minutes later, another one. Holy the shit. The ambulance just left. I'm like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, here I go again. Actually, that timeline's a bit off. I had a few and then called the ambulance. So yeah. I had like three back to back to the point where I was, I, sh- I literally, like a, like a goose, I put my whole face in the snowbank. Yeah. Like I'm, I was overheating. I was down to a t-shirt outside. I'm like, what is this? Anyway, so I, I did about two weeks and about three or four of these things a day. My wife's in like almost in tears. I got, I went to tears like, what's wrong with me? Why? Mm-hmm. I, I reached out to a close family member uh, and she was like, those are panic attacks. She had experienced yeah. them. And so it gave me, kept me a bit more grounded. Anyway, so you speak to a physician. Uh, I'm super fortunate. I've been with the same family doctor since I was five. Like, mm-hmm. And they're... Side note, that's a big problem for people, finding a reliable yeah. family doctor. Yep. So I'm like the luckiest guy in town. Yeah. Uh, he knows me. He's got a whole file on me for 20-odd years or 30 years now. Anyway, so he gave me a prescription. Uh, it was Paxil, uh, anti-anxiety. I started, low dose started. I took it for a while. And funny enough, I knew what my triggers were. It was uh, I was a heavy cigarette smoker. But cigarettes were like Russian roulette all of a sudden. Yeah. I'd have a cigarette, fine. Have another one, fine. Have that one cigarette. Panic attack. I'd have a panic attack. I'm like, okay, nicotine's a trigger. Because I'm doing my research. I'm trying to do the best I can. I only got a GED, but I'm going to inform myself on why I'm thinking I need an ambulance every day. Um, uh, So I did that. I took that. I felt very zombie-like on the meds. I already had a disposition where I wasn't. I'm not a big fan of pharma. Yeah. Um, I think... There's healthier options before pharma. In my opinion, pharma is far too cavalierly distributed. Yes. Uh, yes there's absolutely. a big problem with. They got a pill for everything. There's, yeah. there's a huge problem with doctors just going to their script. Yep. As far as I'm concerned, that's a, we could have a whole other podcast on that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that being said, I did the Paxil for a while. And I was a zombie, and I, I never had another panic attack. So I'm like, hey, you know, good stuff. Whatever keeps me away from that remarkably terrifying thing. Uh, never been more terrified in my life. Um, but it made me feel like crap. I was, um, my wife kind of explained to me that I was just, I wasn't there. Yeah. She was talking to me. It was like talking to a wall. I was yeah. kind of doped up, per se. Yeah. Um, so she expressed that to me. Luckily, she was like, you're, you're really zombie. Like, uh, marijuana was a trigger 20 year veteran, Holy like, shit. all-star yeah. marijuana fucking yeah. smoker. I, I loved marijuana. I used it as a tool. It was great. It used to do the opposite for me. Yeah. I could literally, I used to use it to f- get less anxious yeah. and it was a real tool. Yeah. I didn't smoke it to get ha ha. It wasn't high school anymore. Yeah. It was, I used it as medicine. Yeah. yeah. And I was more comfortable using it as medicine for that, what you want to call a cliche. It's natural. It's a plant. All that hippie shit. But yep. it's true. Instead yep. of some guy pumping uh, what you find under the sink and making me a pill. Mm-hmm. So I went with that. But anyway, not to ramble on. Uh, I weaned myself off to Paxil. And I was nervous because I thought, okay, I'm going to wean off. I'm going to start having these attacks. But because I made the healthy choice to, I, I managed to quit cigarettes, marijuana, and I, coffee was a huge trigger. Yeah. All of a sudden, mm. I had two sips of what I loved every morning. Yep. Instant panic attack. Holy During shit. all this. So I dropped all three. I don't know how I managed to quit cigarettes. 
I, I still love cigarettes. I'm sitting here having a cigar. That's my treat now, right? That's different. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> that's that's uh, what I tell the wife because yeah. I had a heart attack, right? Well, I know for a fact that this is pure tobacco yeah. and there's about 750 less carcinogens yeah, in exactly. it. Yeah, um, exactly. I know that there's more nicotine in this than a whole pack of cigarettes, but I don't inhale this also. Nonetheless, I'm not going to make excuses. It's my treat. Yeah. Um, I quit all three of those things. And I was able to, I haven't been on the medication for four or five months now. I haven't had an attack. I have my, my, as we were talking about earlier, my go-to, I got a little Ativan. Yeah. I still keep it with me because it's a miracle worker. It'll, if, if you guys don't know, when you experience a panic attack, you throw a little Ativan under your tongue, it dissolves. It lowers your heart rate. It uh, actually sends a signal to your brain because a panic attack, uh, I'm not trying to be a doctor here, but yeah. it's informative for these people. Um, it's a false alarm. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it's your brain dumping all your dopamine pretty yeah. much at once, saying yeah. like, fight or flight, fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. this, I'm watching a hockey game. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. The bills are paid, but your body goes, no, man, live or die, live or yeah. die, life or death, life or yeah. death. And it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. So it's a miscommunication. Anyway, uh, that being said, I think my point was, where you had asked me what my go-to was. You know what? I went on a tangent, but that's a story. Anyway. Yeah, no, that, that's um, what the podcast is about, man. I, I, because of the back to the 20 years of marijuana, sometimes I lose my thought. Uh, there are repercussions, uh, gentlemen, to uh, smoking that much dope that long. But No, but that's that's just an experience I had with anxiety. But I'm able, I haven't been back on. I don't intend on going back on. I'm hoping to continue to make healthy choices. I put on a, about 50 pounds here since I quit cigarettes. Seems to be the norm. Yeah. But now my next step is... Uh, some exercise and so yeah. i'm hoping to get the weight down because weight and overweight and it all plays into uh our, anxiety our old age too yeah yeah yeah, yeah and absolutely. then i start thinking about my ticker not to speak lightly about it you've been through it yeah but uh, my doctor is informing me that uh, you're turning because you're like i said you're not supposed to experience that at your age yep. but he's like at 40 we're going to start paying attention so i actually have to do cholesterol i have a cholesterol high cholesterol yeah so that's cardiac related but yeah, that was that was my experience with anxiety. Uh, apologies for the the rambling. No, there's no, no rambling. It's totally fine because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the same as you. I got I got the same drug that I use and uh, same one as yours. And the thing is, where my anxiety comes in is that because I had four heart attacks prior to having the heart attacks, the actual like the actual fucking shit, I felt like I was having heartburn. So I have GERD. Which is gastroesophageal reflux disease. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I can fucking eat anything. Like, I can eat a, a fucking piece of bread, and all of a sudden, acid's hitting the top and all that shit. And immediately, I go into that dark place. I'm fucking dying. Yeah. So, out of van. Kicked in. There you go. Oh, yeah. okay. One of my biggest things that I do is when, whenever I do have uh, my acid, I go upstairs, and I make myself throw up immediately. Really? Yeah. And what's work? the thought behind that again? Yeah. Sorry. So the thought behind that is that if I can make myself throw up, and after I'm done throwing up, I don't have the acid anymore, right? Because you're puking up the acid. It's all gone. Must so be a real mentally coming out though. Mental oh, fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. But mentally, I'm not having a heart attack. Okay. So I'm good. Okay. So you're 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 yeah, you're playing with your brain. Yeah. 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 Because Pepto doesn't work, fucking Tums doesn't work, any of that shit. Like, I can drink. Uh, for some reason, this this works for people, and it doesn't work for people, but uh, milk. When you yeah, have I've, I've heard that before. People say, don't drink milk, but fuck me and my brother. Like, 
Heartburn, yeah. like fucking chug a whole fucking bag, you know. Really? Like, yeah. I got a milk problem in general, yeah. so yeah. yeah, bread, like toast. You toast all that stuff, but it it doesn't work to clear it immediately because remember, I'm I'm already starting to get anxious. Yeah. Right. So upstairs, throw up. Good to go. Okay. Now I'll go have some bread. Wow. Do you remember your first panic attack, Sean? Ah, uh, fuck no. To be honest, no. I don't. I don't. You know what's interesting? A, a really, really, really close friend of mine, um, speaking of support, um, I confide in him a lot. We're, we're very open, and, and I owe him a lot. Um, when I was going through this, I immediately... You know those people you're just comfortable yeah. with? So I immediately told him what was going on, and he was so bloody good about it, man. He really like got me through a few weeks to get me to the point where like you're not alone type thing. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he goes through it via... Um, some trauma based stuff um but he explained to me a theory that he spoke i believe it came from a, like a therapist or therapy on his end and he was explained that and i found it interesting because it's a fight or flight situation with panic attacks people that get to a point in their life where it's not fight or flight anymore in their life they make enough money where their bills are paid month to month they have less stress finance all these causes we're talking yeah. about all of a sudden, they're not preoccupied, yeah. worrying about everything, and in in flight mode or fight mode. Yeah. That all of a sudden in their life, their brain's like bored. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they don't have those worries, so then you have all this time to think about yeah. other things, and it becomes an issue for your brain. What a fuck! What an asshole! <laughs> what a fuck you, brain! Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like fuck you. I thought if I you, have zero problems, and you it, just made one up. Yeah. But I found it really interesting. Uh, that that and it makes sense to me that because I was you know from teenage when whenever life started and you know taxes started per se yeah and you had to work for a living and be a kid like uh, when you're not a kid uh, yeah it's been a struggle for me like I grind like me and my wife are grinders we it's it's pay to pay to pay to pay for 14 years yeah and we do it and and I take pride in it yeah. because I don't give up but all of a sudden I have money left over on my pay. And Peter, Paul, and Mark are all squared up. Yeah. And I paid the bills. And the mortgage is fine. So now my brain goes, well, I'm bored. I don't have... We're not worrying about anything. And then I start thinking about life. and So you start thinking about other things, mortality. And so you, now you have all this... So I found that theory really interesting. But in general, I guess the support, it's very... Like you said, it's very important. And like, shout out to you there. You know who you are if you listen to this. But yeah. you're my guy. And uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, you're not alone, dude. I... I and he like talked to me about his experiences and it made me the panic attacks got less scary yeah and then through research i learned there's really good coping for panic attacks mm. like self uh, i started like rubbing my own arms yeah so if you know if you let yourself know you're there and you're real yeah it can get you out of it uh, and uh, if anybody experiences a panic attack panic attack in my opinion immediately go for a walk go into fresh air and walk yeah yeah even if your heart's racing yeah. And and you're in because I, I I've got train tracks behind my house, and I go I went and walked them a few times, uh, exercise. So if you trigger your body into exercise, it will overcome the. If it's a panic a panic attack, it'll cancel it out because now you're exi uh, you're um, you're, um, you're creating dopamine. Yeah, you're you're um, how do you say like through exercise you're getting adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, you're creating adrenaline, so your brain's like, oh okay, cool, I got something to do. Like yeah, and it it fucks off and leaves you alone. It's really fucked. 
It's a real mind mess. To touch on that thing with, with you saying going for a walk and all that stuff, I kept, every time I was looking online today, I kept on coming across the five things to a panic attack. So you look around, and what you do is you find five things to see, mm -hmm. four things you can touch, yep. three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. Well, Supposedly, whenever you accomplish all this, it'll calm it, it you down. Back. It'll make your brain thinking about something else. My my close family member, when I reached out to her, uh, sent me that. Yeah. And it fucking works. Yeah. Yep. Look I've around done, the room. I've never done it. Like, Do it. I'm gonna try it. The exercise. I, ever get another one? I can't stress it enough, yeah. man. It's it's because you're uh, exercising all your senses. Yeah. And you're preoccupying your brain, mm -hmm. and it go and it forgets it was fucking with you. Yeah. yeah. It's all neurological. Yeah. It's wild there. I had I had my first panic attack after my first marriage on our on our, on my honeymoon. No way. Yeah. On your honeymoon. Yeah, that was uh, so we were we were on our honeymoon and I mean it wasn't a big fancy honeymoon like it was just like some time away from the city and stuff and um, we went for we went for lunch the next morning after we got to where we were going and I was sitting in in the restaurant and we had just finished eating and I remember like 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 you said like just all of a sudden like my palms were super sweaty it's wild i felt fucking flush all of a yeah. sudden my heart started racing and i and i just i looked at my partner and i said i i'm having a heart attack and i need to get to the hospital now so we we paid the bill and we went to the hospital and man they ran all the tests and yeah. i was absolutely fine and from that moment on like it just like it, it just seemed like i was having like three or four a day i was at the hospital three four times a week that's insane. Oh, yeah, man. I, you know, I hear you. It's yeah. wild. And um, one of the things that I found through research and, and dealing with it and being on medication and but not wanting to be on medication because it was just fucking, it was terrible. Like, it just it made me, like you guys said, like feel like a zombie. It couldn't hardly function. Like, yeah. I, I just didn't have a day-to-day -day quality of life. Yeah. And um, I actually saw a, um, a video on, on YouTube and there was a guy talking about panic attacks and it was... Um, it was like a it was it was like a Hindu guy like some kind of healer yeah and I, I'll never forget what he said and when I started doing it man it, it, it changed my life it absolutely changed my life for panic attacks and it basically was like I think it sort of touches on like the exercise and grounding and walking and stuff like that but it's more along the lines of like if you know you're having this panic attack instead of starting to immediately worry about it instead psych your psych, psych yourself up about it so yeah. like you know how like if you're afraid well, to go on a roller coaster yeah. and you're like you psych yourself up to go on this roller coaster like yeah I'm gonna do it concentrate on the panic yeah. attack yeah and concentrate on, on the panic attack and that's through? what I did and I was just like Shit. yeah man alright fucking yeah. panic attack let's go come on yeah fucking yeah. right it, I just and then I just stopped fearing them from what I understand and what I what I've heard um, excitement will disguise itself as a panic attack so you can be getting excited about an event you're going to yeah and you can trigger a panic attack but it's actually just you're overstimulated mm. about something you're really jacked about doing. Yeah. So if you can, so that makes sense. Yeah. Just pump yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to work. <laughs> so like, man. Uh, it's like psyching, it. psyching yeah. yourself. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't believe it, man. Like the first one, it was like so so, but I I realized after that like the panic attack lasted like five minutes instead of like you know twenty thirty. Oh fuck. And I was just That's like, good. I was like, holy fuck! And before yeah. I knew it, it was over, and like almost like, almost forgot about it. You know, and then the next one would come on and I would do the same. And then it just kind of like, it's like I could feel them coming on and like this plateau, like you're going up this roller coaster mm -hmm. and you're just about to go down. But then it was just like, nah, you're done. That's yeah. cool. Okay. And I was just like, fuck, man. Yeah, that really changed my life. Good. Yeah. So maybe that'll help somebody. 
A lot of, a lot of tips and tricks apparently from us on yeah. Good Attacks. Well, this is a good thing about being able to talk about it. Yeah. I think that's why I love this podcast. Yeah. 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 One thing I did want to quickly touch on, and I was, we were talking about medication, and I think there's pros and cons, and I have a kind of a con type of story. Um, On the way out the door tonight, I I asked my wife if I could share a bit of her situation, uh, because in a nutshell, my wife went to bed on me for about eight months, nine months, and when I say went to bed, she just she fell into a mass depression. Oh. Um, and, um, so it was medication based though. So in a nutshell, and I don't want to go on again, I I went on quite a long time with my last one, but, um, my wife had a very high stress job at one point and she really wanted to do the best she could. So she was very devoted and she was bringing her work home with her per se. And she was, uh, it started with insomnia where she was waking up in the middle of the night prioritizing what she'll do the next day at work and she's trying to like really like do really well at work and she had a lot on her plate uh and a lot of that was in my opinion her taking on too much but she saw a doctor and he prescribed her some medication uh, antidepressants um and you know again takes two to four weeks you gotta stick with it so she she stuck with it and um she fell pretty quickly into uh, like an issue with the actual medication, um, but didn't necessarily. I hope I get this right because she's going to listen to this. But I think believe what she was saying was she didn't communicate it specifically. Like I don't. She kept going back to the doctor, but they would just up the dose, up yeah. the dose. Fuck. But in yeah. hindsight, she was telling me, "I wish I could have communicated it clearly." Like yeah. this is. I don't think this is working. Yeah. But she was. She wanted to try. Like she was trying anyway. She ended up in a mass depression. She was planning suicide. She was thinking of ways. She got into the depths of it. Uh, I was scared shitless. Uh, yeah. Not that it's about me, but it becomes about you a bit because you're the supporting cast. Right. Yeah. And you're yeah. watching the love of your life who essentially her smile could light up the world. And yeah. it's like all of a sudden she's at zero and in bed with the covers over her head. And she's a bit touchy. And you try to, you always feel like, hey, what can I do? And she's like, fucking nothing like she's in a really bad place and you're like and then i'm in the other room dropping a couple tears like fuck and i'm calling people like what do i do i called that family member who ended up at the hospital like what can i do what did your husband do to support you i'm trying to figure it out and to this day i'm i'm really proud of it because she came out of it and she said you were fucking great thank you You and that meant the world to me because i thought i completely failed yeah because i didn't know what the fuck i like i said earlier i I got barely got a ged and this is this got real on me so i don't know but uh, that was one of the most meaningful things she ever said was you did great when she came out of it but her big thing now she said in hindsight she's like i really wish i would have spoke up to the doctor and and said it's not working. Stop upping it. It's not fucking. Yeah. I'm going down. But yeah. she she didn't voice that. Uh, so it got scary for a bit. But you know what? Uh, this was years ago, and she's back to herself, and it's great. But good, it happens so quick, and sometimes it's the medication yep. that actually causes the bigger picture problem. Yep. So that's why I'm you know, you, back to what I was saying with I'm tentative on the pharma sometimes. Like you, you literally did the greatest thing because even with me going through my depression, I went through a huge thing uh, last year. Um, my daughter upped and decided to go live with her mom. Okay. I 
thought it was for permanent, so I went into a massive depression on that. And then my uncle, he was like one of my best friends. He taught me how to work on cars, taught me how to build shit, all that stuff. And I've always looked up to this guy. He passed away of a heart attack in the bed. And my really good friend uh, lives next door. That's that's all he did was just be here. We didn't have to talk. We would work on ATVs, we'd work on quads, we'd find projects, all that shit, and we just didn't have to, he was just there. Same with my spouse. My spouse was the same thing, just there. I think that's what I accomplished, because yep. I don't, like I said, when she said thank you, and like it meant so much to me, I was like, in my head, I'm like, you didn't do I fucking failed, though. And she looked at me like, no, you didn't, though, because you didn't, you didn't fuck off, you didn't mm -hmm. leave me alone, you, you went right. to work, you paid everything yourself. Now, right. I think, in hindsight... There was some compensation because of work related, but yeah, I was strung out. I was, I was, I was trying to, you know, financially yeah. hold it down and we were really tight back then, but she's like, that's all I, I just, cause some people get so scared. They just fuck off. Mm -hmm. yeah. They go, I don't know this. I don't know. Yeah. And, and sometimes people leave just out of fear. It's yeah. not that they're pieces of shit. No, they're just so overwhelmed with fear of yeah. what, who that person is. They leave. And she was, I think you're, I think, and, and thank you for that. I think. I think just staying there. Just staying there. That makes you... And fuck, sitting on the edge of the bed like, uh, yeah. what do you want to eat? Like, you good? You want to... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was scared shitless, though, man. Like, so... Yeah. I think that, that would I, definitely... I think be, that ties in with that, yeah. a quote Sean So, found. I saw this quote on Instagram, and it was super deep. It hit me big time, and this is actually in reference for... Uh, yeah, Todd. Only those who truly care about you can hear you when you're quiet. Yep. And people can see that. Yep. That doesn't always have to be words or solutions nope. or anything. Sometimes I think just giving somebody a hug and just letting them know that you're there and, and there doesn't need to be yep. any fucking verbal communication, man. It's just... It's funny because I, I also, quickly, I, I saw it as an opportunity to, to pay her back because I, I was down once. And the only, actually the only, I say I only deal with depression, but the lowest I had was I had uh, suffered a double herniation in my lower lumbar. Yeah. Uh, I blew them out opposite ways. So it was a real nasty oh, herniation. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I was bedridden for seven months. Yeah. So never left bed, except my pride didn't let me shit in a pan. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, my wife being the real one. Uh, emptied my Tropicana juice bottle thing with yeah. my with my piss in it yeah, for yeah. seven months. Yeah. But I refused to shit dry in a pan. Yeah. Uh, so I would crawl to like a dog to the toilet. But she would crawl like she would walk with me. For, it took me like forty five minutes to get to the next room to poo yeah. to take yeah. a shit. So, but would sit on the side of the bathtub and because when I got down the toilet, you can't you move the wrong way. You just it's uh, like lightning. It worse. Yep. Yeah. So it's like the worst pain you've ever felt. Yep. Uh, so, but like sitting there and like looking me in the eye while I shit, I'm like, you're fucking a keeper. Like, and, and I'm like embarrassed, right? Super and, sorry about what like, I ate earlier. <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows like yeah. uh, shit's very right. They, yeah, sometimes exactly. they're quite audible yeah. and sometimes they're not solid. And like, she's just sitting there with me and, and they reek and she's a, she's a brilliant person. She's fucking amazing. And she fed me every night. Like I can't get up. So, yeah. uh, when this happened selfishly in a way, I saw it as like, Okay, it's your turn to hold it down. Like yeah. you, now, because I had so much guilt from when I was down, yeah. I'm like, fuck, an opportunity to like hold it the fuck down because I felt so indebted mm -hmm. since the day she held me down for seven months. Yep. That I was like, 
I didn't want anything to happen to her, but it, it arose, and I'm like, okay, now I can do it. So yeah. it, it was kind of a selfish thing of me, but I'm like, okay, I'll hold it the fuck down now because I owe it to you. Yeah. And I felt like I could actually repair, so. And some of the biggest things, whenever we get injured like that, we feel fucking guilty that Well, that's where the depression came and, from, yeah. right? I feel yeah. mass guilt because she's weighing on me foot yeah. day and night. Um, I'm not contributing. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm not working. Things are tight back yeah. then. So it's, it's just a wild array of emotions. But I but um, I went to anger. I'd yeah. be in that bed fucking yelling there. Yeah. I'd get so mad at myself. I didn't ever project it on her, I don't think. Because I was like, I need to eat tonight, so yeah. that's not piss her off. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I was angry, I went and uh, I went silent. Um, the dope was super too heavy. I stopped oh, taking shit. my pain meds because it's just too heavy. Yeah. Like, I'm not scared of drugs, but though the, the, the oxys and that, that shit's heavy and it's a slippery slope, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, oxy alone will take away every pain you ever had. It'll oh, take yeah. away your childhood pain. It's all too good to be true. Yep. That's why the entire, like, North America is riddled with issues with oxy. But, uh, no. So, yeah. In a nutshell, in a way, it was nice to pay her back. But that's the support system you need. We both were there for each other in the worst time. So, I have a ring on my finger and I'm proud of it. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm super fortunate to have a, a partner like that. Yep. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to love stories like that in the sense that like you hate that somebody's in that position but you you, you love that you know, everything everything out, worked everything out, worked out, and, out. And, it only yeah. makes so you, much it only makes you stronger. Yeah. Literally so much love and your relationship you stronger. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it turns yeah. ironclad, man. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That I think that's, that, that's a long run right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think if somebody can see you through that man then yeah, that's that's pretty fucking special, man. Yeah. Like it's rare these days, shit like that. Yeah, I would get like absolutely angry over like since when I had my heart attack and people would do the smallest things like drive my kids to school. Yeah, you feel guilt. Yeah, I, I feel guilt. Yeah, and it's like what the fuck? I can it's I can pride. fucking drive. It's pride, like, man. Yeah, it's pride. Pride Pride's, is pride's a, a huge thing with men. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're we're bred to yeah. be prideful, to be men, to, to to all those cliches, right? Yeah. And I don't think there's a problem with being strong and being a man. Yeah. Let's get that right. Yeah. But. I think it's also important for men to be able to be flexible and vulnerable and yes. talk about. We don't have to be these cavemen fucking no. No, hard no. head idiots. Like yeah. there's a problem. I don't I don't personally like those dudes. Um, but I've always been emotional. I just am learning how to express it. Because like when I said I explode, yeah. The anger always ends up in tears. Because yeah. I'm exhausted from yeah, bottling all the shit. I'm just blowing bottles out every eight months, you know yeah. what I mean? So Yeah. Can I, can I ask you a question? Sure, sure. Do you, do you, like, do you work on that? Like, do you work on buying up? Have you, have I'm, you... it's funny you ask. Um, I'm currently, tr I'm trying to start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's only recent. Okay. But first step is like admitting it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard. Uh, but I hope to, I have flaws that I hope to pan out before I, I leave this place. Uh, only to benefit, like to benefit me and to benefit. It's only going to benefit her too. Yeah, uh, she'll have less to worry about and not have to be like, "You dummy, just talk to me." Like mm -hmm. she's, I can. See, she's frustrated. She's like, and then she, uh, she's always like, "Why do you feel like you can't?" Yeah, because like she's she's real and she's like, and I'm like, yeah, I just I'm not good at. I've never known how to. I was never really allowed. Not allowed, but 
It wasn't in my house growing up yeah. where I could be like, I need to talk about my feelings. Yeah. yeah. It was always yeah. like, buck up, yeah. bud. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. again, to no blame to my parents. Like, it's it's what they were taught. It's, it's generational. Yeah. So if I can, I hope that I wasn't the same way with my stepdaughter. I've been with her for almost 14 years. Um, but I do find myself getting overwhelmed when she's talking about emotions and I go to a bit, I get a bit of anxiety and my, my wife knows that. And I, and I, I've expressed that like whenever shit gets real in the room, mm. I have, that's something I have to work on. I like, I don't do conflict. I just, I want to be like, it's okay. It's all going to be okay. Just forget about it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a good, great question. Uh, the answer is yes. Hopefully, yeah, I, I'm on the brink of trying to, good. and trying's better than not trying. That's right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Baby steps, right? You don't yep. need to go into a fucking full fledged, like, you know, psychology being session with your wife in this seat right now. Yeah, like me, I wanted to support you guys. Yeah, I wanted to sh- to show it, not just say it. And you, thank you very much. You you had me on your podcast, and uh, yeah, man. I think that's great in itself. Like I, I've I've talked more about my shit right today than I ever have. That that's means the amazing. world to so me. That's, man. that's literally yeah. I I've never <laughs> talked like this really before, especially with two dudes. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is what I was telling him. Like when when we do this, it, it feels like a release. It's after, like a therapy. After it's every my Tuesday or Wednesday. Like this yeah. the, this is a therapy session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's weekly where my admiration session. comes from. And I yeah. think you guys are doing a great thing. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Say, yeah. Yeah, I, I always feel good the next day after yeah. our podcast, man. I feel like just like this massive weight off my shoulder and, and stuff. And um, I think just coming back to what you were saying about like starting to open up and stuff, like I've been trying to be like super open and honest with my kids. Like I have, you know, 12 year old twin boys are going to be 13 soon. The hitchhikers. Um, the hitchhikers. Yeah. And I'm so real with them. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't hide the way I'm feeling and I, and I don't, I don't try to sugarcoat it with them. And I think that's super important because I, I want them to know that it's okay to fucking open up and, and talk and, and just be real with yourself, man, no and, matter what. And at their age being 12, you're imprinting, hopefully they're, they're most likely because you're doing that, going to take that to their kids. I hope so. And that's all you can do generationally yeah. is try to be better than the last. Yep. And it's not yeah. even like I said that the last was that bad. It's yeah. just the little changes generationally, man. And you know what's funny when you see, because we've all seen like within our peers growing up, I've seen there's you can see the kids that are healthier than you, yeah, yeah. Um, socially. Like their parents were maybe a generation ahead, or yeah. they had a healthier house. Yeah. And I always envied those people. I always looked at like when I see men that are like what I consider a real man is someone who can actually do this. Yeah. I've always had that gut like. Fuck! I admire that guy. I've always I, I want to be that guy. That guy's like, he's on the level. He he's healthy. You know, like healthy in 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 a, in a mental way. Yeah. So that's how I know I actually mean it. Where I want to try to get to be that. I want someone to look at me like that guy's fucking healthy, man. Yeah. He can talk to his wife. He can do this. May I, do I? Will I ever fully accomplish it? I don't know. I can't say. But like I said, I. I hope to try because you're on the way. It will better. Yeah. It should better my dynamic, and I think I owe it to my wife to try to. And like, I want to make it on the record there. She's not perfect. If you're listening, but we all have our things. But um, I'm more the problem with communication, 100. percent Like I said, like I'm the one who needs to meet her. She's kind of just waiting halfway in a way. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope to try to 
baby step over. It's, it's definitely going to get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In time, it's going to get there. And if not, she, she's got this podcast to replay to you every single time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I can just see that. Shit out. Hey, hey, babe, yeah. do you remember when you said this? Here's the transcript. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Seymour Beers doesn't provide transcripts, so yeah. you have to write it down. No, yeah. I, I think just, I think talking about wanting to fix it will eventually lead to fixing it. And yeah. the more you, you talk yourself into wanting to try to start to fix it, I, I think you'll get where you need to go, man. Yeah. And I think it's just that, like admitting, but it, it's not always like, oh, you know, I need to open up and communicate, and then five minutes later, you're going to go and sit down with your wife, and you're just going to fucking pour your heart out, right? No, no, it's... No. Like, but it's it's got to come from somewhere, and I think yeah. you, you plant this seed, and you, you build on it, and then eventually, like, you know, the glass will fill up, and, and, and water will sort of start to, to yeah. drip out, and you'll... that That's that's what you want to talk about. That's yeah. your communication, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking right, man. I think you're on the right path. Working on it. Yeah, man. That's all you can do, man. Absolutely. Just swing. Absolutely, and I think, you know, my kids. I think, fuck, man, you remember what it was like in high school? Yeah. You know, worst fucking time of my life. The best time, but the worst fucking time. Oh, I you know. Was, uh, I don't remember myself in high school. Fuck. I could. You could. You know what, Sean? I'll be honest. I knew you in high school, and you've always been a genuinely nice person. Yep. <laughs> um, you really have, and I have no problem saying that. <clears throat> you were a better person than I was in high school, hands down. Uh, because I am 100%, and this is a thing I've addressed with my wife uh, in co- in confidence, but I was like, you could categorize me as a bully all day. And that was all insecurity. And if I just fucking beat down that person, yeah. then they can't beat me down. Yeah. Because all it, I didn't think I was better. Yeah. I didn't think I was, but I just came off as this cocky piece of shit. And like... Um, a quick funny story my, my my wife's best friend went to school with me my whole life um, and she told her that she was seeing me when we started seeing me and she said don't you fucking dare yeah. be with that guy he's a he's a prick and like it was merited like because yeah. I in high school I was just like an asshole yeah. right um, and then I'm like, oof, like, I told her, I'm like, yeah, she's not wrong. Yeah. Okay, I have no problem with that because I still have, like, guilt with, I, like, I was mean to people. But um, now I have, like, a phenomenal relationship with this person. And she was like, oh, shit, he's changed. Yeah. So, like, by 24, I had kind of made amends with that. I started trying to be a better person. And yeah. I was a little more, co- like, secure and not so fucking insecure. But she, luckily I got her approval now. Like, we're all the best of friends. But she was like, yeah, no, that's not the guy I knew. And that was like, okay, cool. So I have changed. Yeah. But, like, um, I'm not. We were all, I don't know. We yeah, I don't, I don't even remember you being like that at all. We were all pretty wild. And yeah. I was wild in high yeah. school, man. Not a care in the world. We were all very, uh, I, I, for one, was like... Um, just a irresponsible nightmare. Yeah. Like I, there wasn't. I didn't give a shit about anything. Oh yeah. It was party this, party that. Oh fuck, we did. There so wasn't much, a thing. So I, that. There's nothing I wouldn't do. What do you got? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Seems fun. Get off this fun. <laughs> what does it do? Yeah. There, there was a couple great. nights for that. It was. It was. Oh great. yeah, I have no problem admitting it now. And those days are over, and I have zero regrets. I remember getting the shakes a couple times. Yeah, Like holy shit. <laughs> remember being out in the winter in my t-shirt and I was still warm. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, yeah. No, um, yeah, I don't know. How did, how did high school come up? You were saying... I was talking about my kids being in high school right now and, like, all the well, fucking shit they're going to be going now. through, right, man? Like, fuck, yeah. man. 
Well, mine, mine's even, in high school now. Yeah. She's, she's definitely going through some shit. Fucking but. bullies and shit, man. Like, Luckily, you know, she's, she's doing good. She's doing good. No no problems. That's good. No problems so far. Well, so. I fucking told my kid. I said, the day you come to me and talk to me about a fucking bully, like, I'm going down to the school and I'm kicking the shit out of some well, fucking Well, that's their first instinct, right? Fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And I, so you can watch me and then you can copy that for your next bully. You can fucking take care of oh, it yeah. and fucking come with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, like, my no. buddy says the same exact thing. Oh, yeah, same absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't that, want... That I don't just want... means your kid wasn't raised right and chances are the person yeah, who raised you is I'm the gonna, fucking I'll dick fix and... the fucking person yeah. who didn't raise you right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking right, man. Absolutely. And it's scary too because both you, you and my neighbor, you and my buddy, they're both fucking. You guys are like ten feet tall. Bro, I'm bring. Like, I'm gonna bring Big knock John. Knock on my door. I'll be like, "What the fuck?" Big John's gonna come down. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. All six yeah. foot eight of him. I remember your brother in high school, and I can only imagine him in his thirties now. He's probably just a monster because he was a monster back then. But we were all kind of high school scrawny yeah. in hindsight. Yeah. But he was a but big John dude. Was huge. But, but now he's yeah. probably like man yeah. huge now. He's, yeah. well, <laughs> man no, huge. but like there's a difference, right? <laughs> I, I don't know his exact weight, so he'll probably fucking kill me for this. But like he's six foot eight, and he's he's probably six, like, six foot eight. Yeah, and he's and he's fucking Holy like three hundred. He's grown another foot since fucking high school. Pounds. Holy yeah. Shit. yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, he was. I call him Big John for a reason, bro. He was taller than me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I and don't I'm, remember because I used shake, to make fun of him. It's he so never, funny he though. He can never dunk. I'm a shake shortest. No, you can't. He can jump. never dunk. This guy's all fucking top heavy. Dunk. I can't get up. No, like white boy, white guys can't jump. They made a movie. Yeah, it, was, it was only Wapple. <laughs> Wapple was the one. Yeah, that yeah. Could. He had <laughs> yeah. he had hops. Yeah. Um, My brother always gives me shit because I call him six eight and I tell everyone he's six eight. He's like, no, I'm six seven and three quarters. I'm like, shut the fuck up, John. You're six yeah, we eight. Were, round it up. We were taught how to round up. Yeah. Um, I'm a shake short of six five, and John was taller than me in high school. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah he's a big lad, man. Well, he's big now. see him come out next week. Yeah, he'll be here on he'll Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, you were saying. He's, yeah. he's coming out. John, we're doing the podcast on Tuesday if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I wanted to just do a quick shout out too to uh, to Dave from Down Under. Again? Again. Nice. He I have a really actually funny story in that he's he um cholesterol pill alarm. On the uh, <laughs> on our last podcast I, I gave a I gave like a sort of like a, a cue to Dave. Yeah, I said, Dave, if you if you've listened this far Yeah, yeah, I heard it, yeah. Text me the number twelve. Number twelve, did he? Yeah. So yeah. he texted me yesterday, he he's right, he wrote twelve with a laugh face and I was just like, Twelve what? And he's uh, like Oh, you forgot already? And I'm like, man, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. It took yeah. me about like five to ten minutes, and maybe then I just maybe your ex was right. You're forgetful, bro. No, <laughs> but it took me five ten minutes, and I was just like, oh fuck yeah, we, I give him a cue to to write this man when he got this message in the podcast. It was okay, so it was pretty hilarious. Uh, do you want to do it to him or let's screw with someone else? Um, well, I. I know, I know, my people are listening. Like John, Big John will listen right to the end for sure. Yeah. Um, Let's try. My uh, girlfriend will listen right to the end. Chris LeBlanc. Chris LeBlanc? Yeah. I don't know if Chris listens to our podcast. No. Does well, he said he does? out there. Purple. Purple? Chris tax, LeBlanc? Tax purple. purple. Maybe we shouldn't say his name on the air. Yeah, At first you said you had, what, seven listeners? Four? No, we but got some pretty good. No, no, but then you said... 46? Yeah. Yeah, we got 75, some... So you're, it's going up. Yeah, we got it's some pretty up. good hits. I, 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 I got to say... I'm a little insulted that we have 150 members in our men's group and we've only got like 40 listens. So guys, pick it up. Fucking pick it up, yeah. man. This is for you guys and, and everybody. So or we're gonna be dismissing people from. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> 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 
No, but uh, yeah. So I mean, our first our first uh, podcast we did uh, forty one plays. Uh, second one, do I stay or do I go? Fifty five plays. Nice. And the last one, co parenting at its finest, was thirty two plays. Maybe I need to work on the titles. Yeah, maybe. I sent you a message. You Our had movies. an open, uh, like a suggestion or reply available on yeah. Spotify. I sent you a message about an idea for a, uh, an episode. And I think it ties in quite well is, at least in my experience, is drug abuse surrounding depression. Yeah. And um, people who are considered friends letting, watching you continue drug abuse. Maybe just out of, you know, it's not my business or they're drug abusing too and it's enabling. But at least in my opinion, from some experiences I've seen growing up, it's a big player. Yeah. I think that's a great idea for a podcast. That would be. Yeah. yeah. I know I know this podcast is going to have a part two yeah. for anxiety and depression. Big John's coming out next week on uh, on Tuesday to yeah. uh, to hang with us and talk. And I think uh, I think he'll offer some, some good stories too and, you know, some of his life experiences too. Yeah. I think we're pretty fortunate to, to have people coming on our show and, and opening up like they are. It's, it's pretty fucking amazing. So I, I just want to... Todd, like, thank you, man. Like, when you, oh, thank you, when you reached out in that group chat and and you it's wanted amazing. to be on, I was just like, yes, finally. I wanted to get the ball rolling with guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John's coming Tuesday. It looks like it worked. Yeah, I hope it continues. Yeah, um, and that's what I want this podcast. I well, sorry, I Sean, I I think that's what Sean and I want for this podcast is it, to be that real open discussion and and have real life people on our show and and talk real shit man like yeah. you know it adds a nice dynamic to have someone to absolutely uh, yeah. and the good thing is that even even if you're not the the slated guest you can always come up here as you can see we got the sens game going which That's we're right. winning 5-1 yes yeah. absolutely amazing yeah. and Go we already sense. got somebody sitting here listening also his name is sasquatch so he's still sitting there Sasquatch. Well, That's old. <laughs> it's still stuck. sitting here listening to us. So if yeah. you want to come up and come up and listen, or even like pipe in at times, like I'll hey, tell you, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm letting Big John have it next week, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I I would love to come back. Definitely uh, keep me posted. I'm gonna. This might be the one I. It's gonna take me a minute to listen to this because I don't. It's weird listening to yourself. Yeah, you, you got a good radio voice, man. But I'm I will. I will listen. I will listen. <laughs> I will listen, I will you listen too, man. to it. Um, but I will continue listening, and uh, if you want to shoot me your upcoming topics, if I feel like I can weigh in and I feel like getting yeah, out of the house, sure. I'd be happy to join you again, Absolutely. again down the road. Yeah, I think when we get some new equipment to it, allow us to like get some call-in guests and stuff like that. Oh, too. yeah. should uh, do mobile. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm already looking into with yeah. the mobile mics and all that cool. stuff. Yeah. We're talking I know about... you wanted to do uh, the street thing. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to do a couple of street things yeah. and shit, yeah. Which would be yeah. awesome to get like, a bunch of dudes like going out downtown like, hey, what do you think about men's mental health? Yeah. Or, oh, good for this, you. That's a, that's yeah. that's the content that's going to get something. Yeah, I want to bring it. I want to, I do. I want to bring it to the streets, man. Like, honestly, like, you know, we have a, we have a sort of, I guess, I want to say maybe like a small cult following right now, yeah. but like, you know, even that's, make up some business cards for our podcast and hand them out to men and, and fucking, you know. That's the content you need these days. Yeah. Buddy, you can look into uh, getting us stickers as well. Perfect. Yeah. Fucking A. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, keep it See up. See how that works. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's it for today. Yeah. I think we've shared a lot. It was uh, pretty emotional here. Um, not going to lie. It was, uh, it was a good podcast, man. Yeah. And I think uh, I mean, stay tuned for next week, part two. Part two. Another guest, Big anxiety job. and depression. We'll see how it's uh, how it is with somebody else and how they're coping. Yeah. Yeah. 
Alright, do that sexy radio voice thing. Aw, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Uh, gents, we hope we made it, uh, a difference in your life today. And, uh, you know, if, if ever you just want to fucking come and hang out, then, yeah, come and hang out with us, man. We're, that's what we're here for. So, shout out to Big Dave. Dave, uh, let's say 14. Dave, text me the 14. You know who you are. And, uh, yeah, all right. You guys have a wonderful night. Thanks for joining us tonight. And Todd, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. No worries, man. Pleasure. Thank you.